For guests and friends tuning in for the first time, this podcast is the place for inspirational and insightful messages that I pray motivate, bless, and impact your spiritual well-being and contribute to your holistic growth through the Word of God. Hello and welcome. I'm super thankful that you are here, that I am here because God is so good and he is so faithful. I'm glad that today I'm going to be sharing a sermon. I pulled it from my archives that I was blessed to minister at the New Bethel Church in Kansas City, Kansas about nine months ago on July 4th. 2021 and today is April 4th 2022 but though it's been pulled from the archives it's still a message of refreshing reminding us that Jesus is the good shepherd and he came to give us life and he came that we may have life and that more abundantly and this message is that of getting us to that place to be ready for when, to hear, know, and follow Jesus, to walk in obedience and preparation and faith and confidence as a spirit-filled child of God. I will warn you, God's spirit did move during this particular delivery, but I'm thankful and I give all glory to God, and I pray that you are blessed as you listen. Psalm 126. I am truly grateful and humbled. I'm honored to be before you today, possessing such a holy privilege to share with you the words of life. I give the glory and honor to God who saw fit to call me today to this assignment. And I will also like to give honor to our bishop and our first lady. A happy anniversary to them who are uh, who are watching. We celebrate them. Amen. We thank God for them, their love, their life, and their seed of service. We give God the praise for them. We also appreciate all of the first family, the laborers in the body of Christ, and those who are serving God and his people. Um, we say blessings to you. God bless you. God continue to strengthen you in the work. Um, and also to you who are here, I thank God for you. You all look beautiful. You made it through some things. You still here. You, I thank God for you. You got your own testimony. And those who are viewing by way of live streaming, we, we give God the praise for you. And we greet you in the matchless name of Jesus. And I give honor to my parents and my family and friends, even those who are in the sanctuary today by surprise. I'm grateful for them. Amen. Travel from out of town. They made it. Amen. God, God is good. Hallelujah. So um, with no further delay, I want us to read um, Psalm 126. I'll be reading in your hearing. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. And our tongue with, and our tongue with, I'm sorry. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord have done great things for them. The Lord have done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south, they that sow in tears, shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. 
Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you this morning. Lord, we honor you. You're already here. We appreciate you that you are here. Thank you, God, for opening up hearts to receive. Let your word fall on good ground and bring forth, oh God. Oh Lord, multiply, God, what you want to say. Have your way. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We have received an emphasis here at the New Bethel Church under the leadership of our pastor, Bishop Aglin Brady, uh, on the Live Your Best Abundant Life series. He's, he has been emphasizing, elevating us to a higher realm of living, not just, you know, being a church person, church goer, not just simply letting life happen and exist, but actually being intentional about our pursuit of where God will call us and has uniquely chosen us for in living in such a time as this. And he built upon this particular scripture in John chapter 10, verses 10 in the New King James Version. And it says, the thief come, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God's reminder to me last year, and I had to write this down, and I'm glad I did write it down because as I was looking through my notes from the prior year, this particular word that he gave me, it says, my, capital W, my word never dies, exclamation point. And then after that, I am, capital A, capital M, I am alive. So he says, my word never dies. I am alive. It is here we find then in Matthew chapter 24, verses 35, it reads, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. At times, death, fear, chaos, distress can be all around you. But God's word brings to mind, my mind this particular hymn, because he lives. It, it says, you know, y'all, some of the older saints, they know how to sing it with the, with the good old soul in it. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone because I know who holds my future. Life is worth the living just because he lives. Life is worth the living. Life is worth the living. Life is worth the living. Do you believe that life is worth the living? It is with this particular thing in mind, and as I think about the scripture that we read in Psalm 126 of a people who had been in captivity, and the first word of this particular psalm is when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. And so today I come to you with the message, ready for when. Ready for when. 
But before we can understand and appreciate being ready for when, I want us to focus in on the subtopic, which is hear, know, and follow Jesus. Hear, know, and follow Jesus. It's our adversary mission to steal, kill, and to destroy. While the focus is indeed has been on the latter part, I must bring our attention to a word that I heard in prayer, and I was even surprised as I saw clarity on this assignment, and that word is hell. Hmm. Some may immediately think of the lake of fire, but as I drew reference from Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 17, I was able to glance at the fall of Lucifer, who operated in the spirit of rebellion and insurrection to get a high authority and to equate himself as the most high. It is here that Isaiah points out that he uh, has been brought down to hell, the sides of the pit. They that see him shall narrowly look upon him and consider saying, is this the man? that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners. Here, hell is referenced as Sheol, or the realm of the dead, Hades, or the world of the dead, as if a subterranean retreat. It includes its accessories and its inmates. It is not the place here, particularly, of the final punishment or penalty, but it is considered now here the place of the dead. Uh, it is with this understanding that I now refuse to purposefully direct my future towards such a low place. Especially when God has called and is calling me to go higher. And he's calling us as children of God to uh, go higher. It is the kingdom of hell then that attempts to pull us down with sorrow, fear, and bondage because it is such a low place. But God's word, God's truth, God's power, it brings life. He says that the words that he speak are spirit and life. So as he declares this word, as it goes out of his mouth, he says uh, this word will bring deliverance. This word will bring salvation. This word brings heavenly authority and kingdom advancement. See, it is this word that was wrapped up in flesh and it came down. And in John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life in this time we are being called higher to a realm of life that will impact not only our just existence but our living unto eternal life it is earlier in the scripture, in John chapter 2, verses 5, the scripture says, But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. 
To him the porter openeth, the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. The Lord, he knows your name. And he leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yeah. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. I know some of y'all millennials know when y'all mamas told us, they used to tell us, don't talk to strangers, stranger danger, you know. But we knew mama's voice, we knew daddy's voice, and we could follow their lead and follow their guidance. Now, how amazing it is to be known, called, and led by God. Uh, how amazing is it to be identified as one of God's own, his sheep through Christ. With this knowledge of who the good shepherd is and not just what he provides, knowing who he is, it's our ability and gives us an appreciation to enjoy living and to progress forward with confidence. It is here that we find then later, come on, let's keep walking through John chapter 10 verses 27. It says, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Here we discover the beauty of relationship with Jesus. Uh, the good shepherd to hear and to know who he is, that we're able to follow his guidance, that we don't have to uh, wander. And even if we do wander, he still, we have a relationship and he still knows our address. Even when we didn't left the house, he still can get there virtually. He can still get to you. If you're not here, he still knows your name and he's still able because there is a relationship that was established by the measure of his grace. I know some of y'all may say, I may not have that Holy Ghost that these people keep talking to me about. But there's a measure of grace that's been extended to us. Because when, he, uh, when Adam came, God breathed. It is this breath, this universal breath uh, that God knows how to connect with every human soul. Uh, that no matter what name professes him now whether they do it now or have to wait till later every knee will bow and every tongue will confess because it's a universal that's the shepherd breathing in us and alarming us and waking us and saying I'm right here and I know there's a yearning for a relationship for the life that I gave ah yes for the life that I am giving because I am alive hmm it is here now we have received the promise of eternal life and this blessed assurance against adversarial forces. Uh, God allows us to be able to navigate through this life. He doesn't say that everything's going to be peaches and cream, but he says, I'm going to walk with you through it. I'll, I'll be with you. I, I'm not here to tell you that everything's going to be all right. I know everything will be all right, but sometimes in the process, there are some ups and some hills and some mountains, but 
if I can just know that I got this blessed assurance because in John chapter 10 verses 28 he says and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand I am convinced that God wants to bless us. I am convinced not only does he want to bless us, but I believe that he's blessing us right now only because of who he is. I believe I woke up this morning because of his mercies. I got started because of his love. I wish I had a down payment for what I could pay off in my sin, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God that I was bound in a chain that I couldn't get free out of but the blood of Jesus his blessing was based upon who he is and what he has already accomplished it is this blessing it is this blessing that I I feel so appreciative because I realize now that I just don't have a shepherd I just don't have a Siri I don't have just an Alexa or a Google assistant I got a good shepherd and sometimes in the process of life we forget how good God really is uh, we we forget uh, we it's just life and we start complaining and, and, and our focus becomes on our situation and he says but I'm still good I'm good I'm good because he desires us to enjoy the benefit of being led by his spirit and discerning the holiness the holiness of his voice ah the holiness of his voice what do I mean his voice is not boxed in ah his voice is not a cookie cutter type situation ah his voice though is holy that means there's nobody like him there's nothing beside him that means when he steps in the room he makes room because there's nobody like him ah can't nobody stand by God because he's just that holy ah some people may try to use it to refer to other things as holy but God it says I'm the most high I'm, I'm high and I'm lifted up and, and, and to get into my presence you need blood because uh, your sin it, it, it can't stand in my presence but I love you so much that I want you to be able to appreciate the holiness of my voice in the holiness when I was first seeking God the holiness came about through his word and he began to speak and drop nuggets into me and as I began to walk throughout my day I understood that's God but then when I started seeking God and began to praise him and continue to seek him I got a language called the Holy Ghost he gave me a spirit the Holy Ghost with the language that showed me that I can begin to to speak with other tongues as the spirit of God gave utterance that then when I hear I could see that that's the Holy Ghost ah that's a different sound that don't sound like everybody else that that's not a strange sound that's holy ground that's the sound that makes me take off my feet my shoes and say we are standing on holy ground that the sound that says you can't go there I'm not telling you that it's a bad place 
I'm saying you can't go there uh, uh, because you're holy. Uh, it's, it's something within you. It's, uh, it's not just what you have on the outside. It's on the inside. That's what has been downloaded into you. And God wants us to understand the holiness of his voice and to move in obedience, preparation, faith, and confidence uh, as spirit-filled believers I believe we I, I can I can confess myself that I know how to praise and worship God uh, but there comes a time when God is like can you be quiet uh, I, I need you to hear me I, I need you to get something in your spirit uh, and it's, it's my word but yes I need you to start writing these plans down I need you to talk, start writing these goals down I need you to write these ideas down I need you to set time aside to make sure you get this done by this day because I'm preparing something you don't understand but I need you to get ready I need you to stay in position because you have to be prepared and when you understand if you have it written down it won't be just like oh God did it oh my goodness like I wasn't ready it's like no I've been trying to get you ready for this moment here uh, pay attention pay attention so as this may be seemingly simple or repetitive these words or these rehearsing of thoughts and ideas to some I am aware that there is a thirst and that there is a hunger Pastor Dre that there is a hunger in this time that has intensified to hear and to know God without a full acknowledgement of faith in Jesus Christ what are you saying I'm saying that in this generation it seems that we are living the impossible dreams there are some people that are not in the sanctuary today day that are living their best life uh, but they're still hungry and they're still thirsty and they don't they're not satisfied they've got good health they've got good finances and they're not satisfied because they're waiting to hear what their ears haven't heard and they're waiting to see what their eyes haven't seen uh, because there's an intensity in their spirit for something more and then for the people of God it is just as um, kind of disappointing because there's a limitation to our dreams even in having the voice even in understanding our limitations have been set by limited thinking and a faith deficiency it has been fear and a lack of obedience and a lack of discipline and diligence and I'm not just talking about y'all today because I'm talking about myself and I had to hear God this way as well and I said Lord please forgive me forgive us forgive the church because we became limited because we became lacking faith and we start putting aside things telling our own self a narrative that never should have existed in the first place and so now we're here at Amos let's go to Amos chapter 8 verses 11 through 14 which declares behold the days come saith the Lord God that I will send a famine in the land not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water but of hearing the words of the Lord and they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east they shall run to and fro to see the word of the Lord and shall not find it in that day shall the fair virgins and the young men faint for thirst see this generation is is yet hungry because they have not we have not had to work
work for as much uh, as, uh, as my ancestors and those who have had to uh, do certain things and spend time working. They weren't getting paid as much. Uh, I, I, sometimes I'll be on my job and I have to realize that somebody, uh, uh, they had to struggle a little bit harder to be where I am today. So I appreciate the freedom in Christ Jesus, uh, but I also appreciate the great grandmas and the great grandpas uh, and those who have served and continue to labor because they realize that life it may be a struggle but I see that even though they did not have what I have they may fit with what they had to do what do you mean if we look at the different churches even that have been built in these communities they've been there for years and for people in that time that was a significant accomplishment that was a significant thing but now it is our goal it is our dream now we must dream bigger now we have another enough capacity uh, we have enough potential to go bigger uh, to do greater uh, and not to stay at the minute and so now it is our responsibility not just to try to go after things but to go after the God of the things and know that when not trying to say Lord if I do this then you're going to give me that if I do but understanding that as God is releasing his nuggets his voice that he's preparing us for the blessing that is already done that is already ours it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of when he says I'm getting you ready for when I'm getting you ready for when if you can get an alignment Bishop has been teaching us for the win he was waiting for that Corvette and it was just a matter of when but are you ready for when when God gives you your identity because I understand that some may have been bullied into believing a lie about who you really are the devil is a liar I understand I'm a first hand witness of seeing young women bully other young women into lifestyles that they had not signed up for I'm a first hand witness that some people have lost their identity and lost a pleasure in drinking and tried to find it in sex and tried to find it here and there but God said if you understand that he's got great plans for your life and that's just a matter of when when you want to say yes and some today you may be saying God I can't worship you because I'm messed up but that's what he needs he needs some honesty to say God I'm naked right now I found myself in a place earlier in this year I found myself saying Lord what is your desire for my life and I realized that as I kept going he says to worship he says when you find yourself lost to begin to worship and he says don't just worship any kind of way do it in spirit and in truth he said don't just bring me anything but bring me everything 
Oh my God. Somebody today, you saying, God, what is everything? He's talking to this woman now in John chapter 4. And she's at this well because she's thirsty. She's at this well because she needs a drink. And this man comes up to her and he says, give me a drink. And she said, you don't have nothing to draw with. But he says, woman, if you knew. Here we go. Here. No. If you knew who it was that said it is the gift of God. I would have gave you living water. I wouldn't just gave you Aquafina. Deja vu. I would have gave you something that springs up out of you in the dry season. I would have gave you something more. Something greater. But you're talking about I don't have a pot. Baby, what's in your hand? You've got something to hand over to Jesus. You've got something called your life. You've got something called your purpose. You've got something called your finances. You've got something called your health. You've got something. And when you find out what is true worship, it's not just a song. It's the spirit in the song. It's the heart in the song. It's the prostrate and the humility to say, God, I'm here. Lord, this is all of me. This is not the church litany. This is the work litany. This is all of me, God. And if you could put these things all together. And then what did I hear? I begin to hear. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. I'm here to tell somebody that we've got to stop at this well today. And before we get there, Greg, one second here. We've got to help somebody because I hear somebody. You came here and you were crying out before you got here. You're desperate today. This is not just any kind of Sunday for you. This is desperation Sunday. You're desperate for God. If that's you, you need to, I don't know how we're going to do that. But you can come to the altar and one of the ministers will get you. But if that's you, you can come. But they are this thing you must understand that you don't deserve. We don't deserve seemingly like to listen to the voice of God. But he says that it's not too late for you. It's not too late. Stop telling yourself it's too late. He said it's not too late. It's not too late because we have arrived at a transitional point in our lives. Whether in personal homes, whether in the church or the nation. He says we must certainly understand that there is kingdom movement. Uh, It is kingdoms that are being shaken uh, but God's word will stand uh, and he will be glorified Uh, and so even now at a place uh, where we find ourselves like a Samaritan 
moment. We find ourselves at an uncommon, we find ourselves at a common place with uncommon circumstances and uncommon, unfamiliar conversations. We find ourselves in between heritage, saying, but this is Jacob's will. And we find ourselves aware of our church, aware of our family, aware of our culture. But Jesus is saying, I'm breaking the protocol because my words are reaching to you. I'm breaking the protocol. I'm breaking cultural barriers. I'm destroying every excuse. I'm destroying every lie. I've already done it because my word never dies. He says, whosoever wants a drink, come on today. You can say, Lord, give me this water. I need a drink. He says, okay, get ready for when. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Open your mouth and say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We're going to another place. I hear it now. I'm getting ready for when. I hear. I know. Hallelujah. And I'll follow. I'm putting the word into action. I hear. I hear doubt. But then I hear the Holy Spirit. And it says, fear not. For I am with thee. I am your God. I will help thee. I will strengthen thee. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. What do I know? I know that these things is going to come. But even when these things come, if God be for me, who can be against me? What do I decide to follow? I decide to follow that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Somebody, you want the restoration. Oh my God, my God. You ought to give God the praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the worshipers to open up your mouth and to begin to pray in the spirit of God. Oh, we can't play right now. We got to open up our mouth. Begin to release the worship. God wants the worshipers. He's looking for the worshipers. He says, get ready for win. Ready for win. Ready for win. Come on, give God the praise. Oh, wake up. Wake up, wake up, hallelujah, wake up, Jesus is alive, he's free, hallelujah, he wants to move, not by power, nor by might, but by his spirit, oh you on the internet, in your home, begin to praise God, begin to worship him, get ready for win take over I'll possess every promise God has for your life I refuse to accept hell's decision on my life I refuse to die I'm 
like David, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's spirit is alive today and he's asking us to come up a little higher. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Shanamaya. Oh, we only got a few seconds left here. But I was so, I was telling God, I just felt like I was pressing. I was going. I was asking God for things. Then chasing things and forgetting God. Then I had to remember that he just wanted me to remember who I was. Because when he begins to bless us, he's just waiting for a praise. A thank you is good. A thank you is in order. A hallelujah is in order. He don't want us to get lost. But neither does he want us to get paralyzed in fear and indecision over what we have been given as stewards here on the earth. Or, but he wants us to make room and to make him bigger than our worries, to make our faith stronger than our doubts. And I'm blessed because as I was praying the other morning, it was in the middle of almost, almost, it was before five. I could not go to sleep. And I began to pray. And the more I prayed, I just began, began to rehearse things in my spirit and times in my life begins to bring it back to me. And what dropped in my spirit was dreams do come true. They do come true. I remember telling my dad when I was younger to read the word to me so I can listen to it and I can, so I can tell somebody else about it. And he just began to rehearse things in my hearing about how many times in my life where I've asked him for things and he's already done. He said, dreams do come true. And when did you stop dreaming? When did you stop being ready for when? When did you stop being not only ready for when, but ready to win? And it's when we draw hearts back to a place of praise and worship and adoration to remember how good God is. Because, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for he is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. They, he prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. 
And I'm staying in the house. The house of prayer. Communion and fellowship and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not know the Lord as your Savior, I'm going to ask the altar minister workers to come forward. And somebody's saying, I don't know if I'm ready for when. When is now? He says, now is the time. Now is the time to make a choice to know him as your Lord and Savior. If you have not been baptized in Jesus Christ, you can get baptized in him today and get ready for when. That is water, being born again of water and of spirit. That's how we enter into this kingdom walk and kingdom life and see God at a greater capacity. We make God bigger in our life when we give us, give him our yes. If you want to become a member of the New Bethel Church, you can. We are here to receive you. believing God for healing right now in the name of Jesus heal in the name of Jesus hallelujah we're believing God for healing and wholeness hallelujah hallelujah it's shot about healing ready for win hallelujah 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 Remain in expectation of the goodness of God this week. Remain in expectation. Yes, the adversary will try to do what he does, but remain in expectation of his goodness. Some may have felt dry coming in, but don't let this be the last time you talk to Jesus this week. Get, get, get into his word here, know and follow Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. There's still room for whoever else wants to come. There's still room for you. Hallelujah. Jesus is making room for you. He's making room for you. He's making room for you. Hallelujah. And as you are standing, we lift up this prayer over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we, we pray, God, right now, hallelujah. We thank you that you have blessed us with your word. We count it a holy privilege that you will call us a people by your name, that you will call us a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. Oh, God, thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Lord, we pray, God, those here and those who are watching, God, that you would speak, God, that you would do, God, what you want to do. God, thank you for, oh, God, rekindling the fire of relationship with you. God, thank you, God, for rekindling gratitude. God, thank you right now, Lord, for positioning us for greater, for a higher realm of living. Oh, God, until we see your face, because we want to be ready when you come, Lord. Oh, God, and we want to be ready, God, and prepared unto every good work. We bless you and we praise you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'll provide the sacrifice.
Can we give God a praise for Elder Litney Gray? Thank you again for listening to this particular episode. For more messages of faith, hope, and love that bring encouragement and motivation igniting from the Word of God, you can stay connected here and lit in the Lord by following or favoriting this podcast on your respective platform. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay lit in the Lord.